0: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.
3: On the Brown Bear Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, welcome to the Brown Bear Sports Report. Now, here's your host, Scott Kordishi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Brown Bears Sports Report. I'm your host, Scott Cordishi. Glad you could join us. The Brown Bears Sports Report is brought to you each week by United Healthcare. You put care into everything that you do, United Healthcare does too. United Healthcare, health plans that care for you and your family every step of the way. See what care can do at uhc.com. Well, this week, joining us on the Brown Bears Sports Report gives us great pleasure to welcome the Brown Men's Lacrosse program. Let's say hello to their head coach Mike Daly. Coach Daly, how are you tonight? Uh, we're great. We're great. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here.
4: Honestly, frankly, just talking about lacrosse and and talking about an upcoming game so thanks for for having us.
3: Yeah we're really excited to talk about that coach and we'll get to that in just a moment but let's welcome a couple of your student athletes to the show. First of all a senior long stick Mitty, from Pittsfield Massachusetts. Adrian Enchola is with us. Adrian how are you? I'm great thanks for having me today. Adrian thanks for being with us and your teammate junior middie Nolan Rockefeller from New York, New York. Nolan how you doing? I'm doing great Scott thank you for having me. Well, Nolan, thanks for being our guest as well. Coach, we'll bring it back to you. And you mentioned the exciting news. And we just learned this recently uh, with Brown elevating things to, I guess, level four or phase four in the return from the pandemic. Your team is allowed to not only have you know full squad practices, but also now schedule competition if you can find it. And you've been able to schedule the game for this Saturday. You'll be hosting Holy Cross. Talk to us about that.
4: Yeah, no, we're real excited. I mean, it's it's pure luck in some ways that um, in the middle of their their league schedule that Holy Cross has a, a bye week, um, and, and they were able to uh, get their administration to to um, to schedule a game, and, and it's going to be at Brown, which is even more exciting for for our seniors and and our team, and and it just be honestly just so. Um, therapeutic to to be out there and and playing a a real game so it's been a long road
3: well as as we speak today it's been 393 days since your team last played a game but who's counting uh but boy was it a memorable one you guys knocked off the defending national champs and at the time eighth ranked virginia 14 13 at the brand new center for lacrosse and soccer i suppose if you have to go out that's a good way to go out before the pandemic, right? That was such a great, great game. Yeah,
4: but you know, as a coach, you know, I, what we were really just really devastated about was, you know, we just felt like that game. A lot of the light bulbs were going off. We had, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of new faces out there. Um, you know, Nolan had a, had a big goal in that game. Um, Colby Gendron uh, was just starting to get his kind of legs underneath them and, and just a lot of, a lot of good things were, were starting to come, come about. And we were excited as heck to, to build on those throughout a league schedule and, and throughout that, um, that season. So um, to have lost that and, and now to come, like I said, 393 days later, um, you know, it, it's definitely time to get back out there for sure.
3: Adrian, talk to me about how excited it is for you and your teammates to finally get back out there and, and play a competition, number one. And then number two, take me back to that Virginia game a year ago. That certainly was exciting.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that game, um, it was certainly exciting. The atmosphere was um, amazing. To, it was amazing to be a part of that game. Um, and that day, you know, I think everybody in that locker room we knew that we were capable of winning that game, and uh, we started slow, but we we figured it out, and we kept chopping chopping at the bit. So, um, it's it's it was certainly an amazing game, and we're very excited to be able to play um, this upcoming weekend.
3: So, Nolan, talk to us about uh, Coach mentioned you did score a goal in that exciting win over Virginia. What do you remember about that game, and and about that you know abbreviated season
0: last year?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, certainly a game uh, I'll never forget. Uh, it was a great team win in front of, uh, in front of a pretty packed uh, crowd of a lot of supportive fans, uh, parents, and friends. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I, I was glad to have contributed to that game and I certainly can't take all the credit there. You know, you had a great dodge from Maggi, uh drew two up at the top uh, right beneath the box and, uh, you know, just was happy to have finished it off. Um, but I think we'd both agree that really, uh, you know, the pride and joy came, you know, two quarters later. Uh, when that final horn sounded uh, and we, uh, you know, we're the, we're the winning team. So uh, definitely, definitely a, a great, great memory.
3: Adrian, it's been a difficult year for all of us, obviously dealing with the pandemic as best we can. What have you been doing or what were you doing to try to keep your game in shape, so to speak?
2: Yeah, uh, for, for Brown lacrosse, really, not just myself, we have a saying where it's chop wood, carry water. And fundamentally, what that means is um, we stick to our fundamentals day in and day out. So um, it doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday, it doesn't matter if it's a Wednesday, we're going to show up with the same mentality and continue to find ways to grow as a team um, and as individual players ourselves. So um, in terms of when the pandemic happened and things got were shut down, we were finding ways to um you know bond together and find more team cohesion or uh just find ways to become better athletes on our own and whether that was asking for for help or uh finding little tricks and tips on the internet to keep growing as players and athletes uh, we, we we certainly did that so um that's what i've done and i know my teammates as well have also uh prepared
3: Nolan, uh, take us back to the beginning of the pandemic. What were you doing from an athletic standpoint? Were you trying to stay in shape with doing some cardio type stuff, uh, you know, lifting weights? And then, how about from a team perspective? Did you guys connect via Zoom or what have you last spring and summer, just to kind of stay in touch with one another?
1: Yeah, um, it was it was definitely a challenge at first, uh, being removed from some of our uh, typical routines. Uh, you know, using any physical gyms. Um, and definitely being together as well, you know, we um, uh, we use the motivation of being together to, uh, to get a lot of our work done and, and being uh, deprived from our day-to-day interactions was um, certainly an obstacle at first, but I think uh, by consistently uh, having communication and keeping in touch with one another to figure out what sort of those uh, strategies um, were that were useful, uh, definitely made the pandemic um, a period in which we were able to improve whether it was by uh you know makeshift home workouts uh definitely remember a lot of time going on runs just um I think our whole team knew that the return to the field um although it wasn't uh as imminent was as we would have liked but it, it would eventually come uh was something that drove us uh to uh yeah to keep our work pick up and be ready for that return when it arrived
3: Mike, the new Center for Lacrosse and Soccer was built in, in almost record time and you guys were able to debut it last year. Um, take us through this facility. It is, is this something that you think will really help the program in terms of recruiting and, and, and other instances? And is it complete? Is the branding on the walls complete or is there still finishing touches that need to be made? Yeah, no,
4: thank goodness. We, uh, we were able to sneak the, the construction in before before all, all heck broke loose here, so um, so everything is done. and It's 100% functional. Um, we still have a bunch of little um, projects to complete. Like you said, you know the branding isn't up on the walls. There's um, a few little uh, nuts and bolts that need to be tightened, but other than that, it's it's 100% fully functional. Um, and, and that's been the biggest shame. I mean, the biggest uh, reason. That, that we started this project, frankly, was to um, enhance the, the student athlete experience and and just put those guys, their locker room, their training room, uh, the coaches offices, film rooms, everything in one place so they could be efficient with their day, efficient with their time down here and, and just make it a first class experience where they could interact with their teammates in the locker room and, and lounge areas and 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 certainly uh, have that that contact and and time with their coaches um and and so that's like said been the biggest challenge because we haven't been able to use the locker rooms um you know we're not we're not um doing indoor meetings so we've been trying to find those ways um setting up video out in the stands and setting up video out in the, the mezzanine area so that we can still have that that person-to-person contact that allows us to, to build the relationships and, and, and kind of build that cohesion that the players were talking about. Um, so we're finding ways to make use of it, but it's, it's a game changing uh, facility for sure. Um, our guys have everything they need right down here. It's attached to the field. They can, they can come down, get their shots in, um, do whatever their extras are, everything in in one one place. So it, it really make their time efficient. And we're real excited about about the future
3: when, when all this is behind us. Adrian, not that you guys didn't have a beautiful locker room in the Pizzatola Sports Center, but as coach mentioned, how much easier is it going to be when things do return to normal? And I know you got a taste of it last year before the season was ended, uh, to have everything right there, to be in a building where you have your locker room, training room, uh, offices meeting space and of course the field right there
2: yeah it, it certainly enhances uh, the student athlete experience um, it, it provides us the opportunity to, to do everything in one spot and be more efficient with our days and um, I can speak for all the guys on our team we're just really thankful that we have that we're able to that we were able to experience it and that also um, we have alumni who who are willing to donate and help help um, um, help us out with that experience as a student athlete.
3: Nolan, talk to us a little bit about um, maybe what you miss most about the pre-pandemic norm. And I know we're heading back in that direction as people started to get vaccinated more, et cetera. What do you miss most about uh, when things were normal over a year ago? Sure,
1: uh, certainly a lot of things uh, that I miss. Um, uh, many uh, having to do with uh, lacrosse and the traditional Uh, lacrosse experience, but I think just overall interacting with the greater Brown campus and community. I mean, there's no surrogate source for the uh, vast trove of um, intellectual ability and and just interesting people on this campus. Uh, So that's certainly uh, up at the near the top of my list, um, along with all of uh, the lacrosse elements uh, that we've missed out on in this time.
3: Adrian, you're from Western Mass, Pittsfield. You went to Westminster Prep Tell us how you wound up here at Brown, because I do know there's a connection between your brothers and Coach Daly, dating back to his days at Tufts.
2: Yeah, so um, my my, uh, my, stories, my recruiting story is a little bit interesting. I, I was actually originally going to Notre Dame um, all the way until my senior year, and um, Coach Daly had uh, made a transfer over from Tufts to Brown, and um, I, I, he reached out and I was like, oh, you know, Brown's a lot closer to home being from Western Mass. And um, I re- I went and did the visit and I immediately fell in love with the campus. And um, both my brothers spoke so highly of Coach Daly. They were both able to win national championships with him and had great experiences where they really learned a lot of life lessons. So um, those all really contributed to my decision to end up at Brown.
3: Nolan, you're from New York, but uh, you went to prep school in Western Mass as well, Deerfield Academy. Uh, tell us who was recruiting you and how did you wind up at Brown?
1: Uh, so I, I did have attention from, uh, from a few other schools, but once I came to contact with Coach Daly and uh, the Brown coaching staff, um, immediately um, his values um, surrounding lacrosse and, and, and life, you know, were very consistent with my own. Uh, and, and his vision for the team was something that I instantly uh, bought into and believed. So I'm uh, very grateful to have been given that opportunity and, and for it to have worked out. So.
3: Coach, I know during this pandemic, uh, a lot of it has been filled with a quote-unquote dead period in terms of recruiting, but what has it been like uh, in terms of recruiting? You and your staff, obviously you're relegated to just watching film, but you know, I mean, there was really no high school season to speak of last spring. So how has recruiting changed for you this past year?
4: Yeah, no, definitely um building on the brother theme too. Um Nolan's brother Teddy is uh is one of our upcoming commits. So um real excited about about that and just keeping that that family and that um brother tradition that that we we, we take very seriously and we hold very dearly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the recruiting, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool to see a lot of the events evolve into um, pandemic um, way of life, frankly. And, and frankly, a lot of the recruiting events got better um, with announcers and a lot more color, a lot more information on kids. So, um, you know, and thankfully Um, I work at Brown and, and it's, it's a world-class place and, and sells a lot, has a lot of things going for it, obviously, and, and sells itself. So, um, so, you know, we really feel we haven't missed too much of a beat, um, you know, in terms of, of attracting great kids, attracting great players. Um, You know, I do think you miss a little bit in the, in the live recruiting of, you know, how are they? How are, how are players acting on the sidelines? How are they hustling when the cameras maybe already panned up field or, or some of those kind of intangible things. But, you know, um, our assistant coaches have done as they always have a, a remarkable job identifying great players for sure, but more importantly,
3: um, I think the right players for our program. Coach, tell us what practice has been like these past few weeks. Um, you know, was there a little bit in the fall of, you know, having to knock off the rust and maybe again this spring? Or tell us what, what practice has been like. How's the team looked in your eyes?
4: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's been, um, I feel awful for, for our players. I mean, it just, you know, it's one thing if you're practicing toward something that's um, unknown. You know, every year we start practicing in the fall. We know when our first game is going to be. We come back in the spring. We know when that game is going to be, and and it's just been a long, long series of of not knowing, you know. And and I just I really, um, you know, we we face that challenge and we've addressed that challenge every day, um, you know, in terms of of working toward something that we didn't really know if and when it was going to come. So you know, I think that's that's a pretty big challenge for. Um, you know, the 18 to 22 year olds that we have in our program. And and so, um, you know, really seen this semester with us at least being able to move through the phases, which we didn't do in the fall, um, you know, which each phase moving up has been a nice boost in energy and optimism and, and excitement. And then clearly being now in in phase four and, and cleared to play games, um, you know, it, it's feeling, as normal as
3: as we could feel, Adrian. I feel like if if any team is equipped to handle uh, the difficulty of the last year, I feel like your team is, and I say that because Brown State is your motto, and we all know what that means and what it embodies. It's it, it's it's a toughness. It's a competitiveness. You know, uh, tell us what Brown State means to you and and and, and your teammates.
2: Yeah. So. Brown state is really, um, that grit mentality, um, kind of bluntly just being a dog, uh, whenever you're in between those white lines. Um, so for us that we, we want to embody that Brown state mentality and seeing all the alums that have done that in the past, we, we want to hold ourselves
3: to that standard as well. Nolan, uh, how has practice looked to you? Uh, and then what are your expectations for this year's team?
1: Yeah, well, every uh, every time uh, the guys on our team step on the field, you know, we're doing it with uh, our ultimate goal of uh, winning an Ivy League title and winning a national championship in mind. So uh, these last few weeks, although they posed its challenges, um, you know, I've seen nothing but uh, that reflection of of our uh, large ambitions, Um, you know, guys have maintained the competitive spirit um, and have been looking for uh, ways in which we can improve every day. and expectations is uh, nothing short of that. Uh, with this first class coaching staff um, and, uh, and, a, and a, just a, a roster with a, a work ethic like no other, uh, I'm confident that, you know, we can achieve some of those uh, big overarching goals that, you know, we've set for this program.
3: Adrian, earlier in the show, we talked about how great our alumni are and the fact that they contributed to this brand new center for lacrosse and soccer that you guys are in. Uh, it also provides a great network, right, for student athletes like yourself. And I understand you've had some pretty neat internships, one of which was actually with Joe Dowling in the investment office. Can you talk to us about the internships that you've held while, you're, while you've while you been here at Brown?
2: Yeah, so I've had some amazing uh, internships and um, I'm really interested in finance so primarily my internships have have been around finance and one of them was working um in the brown investment office so pretty much with, with that you're raising capital for brown and you're working with a diverse set of asset classes and it was a great experience and i learned a lot and that really came from the brown alum and i think that they give back so much to to and for us that When I'm in that position, it makes me want to do the same down the line. So um, They've they've been extremely great to to all of us, and um, they're always there for us, and they're a great
3: support group. Considering the uh, rate of return Joe Dowling got for Brown's endowment during his time as chief investment officer, I would imagine that uh, he would be a good guy to learn under, right? Yes, indeed.
4: We actually call that the Adrian Enchel effect, Scott. So oh, that's,
3: okay. uh, it's the me.
4: same time that Adrian started there. That's when things started
3: taking off. <laughs> Makes sense, coach. Makes sense. Uh, Nolan, how about you? Have you had a chance to secure any internships at all in your first couple of summers here?
1: Yeah, I have. And similar to Inchel, um, uh I also... Um, Um, pursuing a career uh, in finance and a lot of my uh, recent summer activity has been uh, with those goals in mind. Um, I also uh, spent a summer with um, Mr. Dowling in the endowment and and learned a a great load there Uh, and then this past summer I kind of kept up with the same uh, focus uh, by uh, spending a few weeks at uh, Dartmouth's Tuckbridge uh, business program so that's all leading me uh, towards hopefully a, a career in Wall Street.
3: Coach, I know how important our alumni is to this program and how closely knit it is. And you've done a great job of, of keeping that community close together and well-connected to the program to the point where during the pandemic over the last year, you had multiple Zooms with Brown lacrosse alumni. Talk to us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, no, they're, they're um, beyond enthusiastic. And, and it's just a reflection of how special a place Brown is, frankly um you know those guys uh really you know just reflect as fondly back on their playing days and their their days on campus on the hill so um yeah no that we keep in touch with those guys and and they organize (laughs) events um sometimes they organize events before the events and events after the events so that um sometimes when they get a little rowdy they want to make sure that they leave the uh the right impression um, for the for the people who aren't as um, ingrained in the in the in the culture. So um, no, they're they're a great group of guys. They're always always around, always um, asking how they can help, where they can help. Um, you know, there's so many cool pictures from that Virginia game everywhere you you see in the stadium. Behind the bench, there were the young alums. Right above them were some of the older alums out on. The hill behind the scoreboard were you know the rowdy alums. And and so it's it's just everywhere you turn, those guys are 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 supporting, um, loving and and doing whatever they can to, to support our team.
3: Adrian, speaking of being supportive, I thought it was really cool last year when we learned that the Ivy League was, was shutting it down for spring sports. Our women's team was hosting a nationally ranked Virginia Tech team, a team which they beat at home as well in what would be the final Ivy League sports competition of the spring. And you guys, I think, were either going out to or just come from practice and you were in the stands rooting them on, kind of knowing the implications that this is it for a while, right? This is the last sporting event and we're going to try to cheer you know, our women's team on to victory.
2: Yeah, you know, that was something we certainly um, could resonate with them as student athletes. Um, we all train extremely hard. And on top of that, they're, they're our friends as well. So um, getting any opportunity to support them, um, it was, it would be it's great. And it's something that we always look forward to doing.
3: So you mentioned that you're, you'll eventually pursue a career in finance. Do you have any idea what you would like to do exactly upon graduation?
2: Yeah, currently I have an internship with UBS on Wall Street. So I'm going to be working in their investment banking division and um, investment banking. uh, It really came about through my other internship experiences and kind of learning more about finance. And that kind of guided me uh, down that path. But um, I'm pretty excited to be working working at UBS this summer.
3: Nolan, what would you like to do or what ultimately can you see yourself doing after you graduate next spring?
1: Uh, You you might think it's staged, but uh, I'll I'll also be uh, working um, in uh, UBS's Midtown office this summer. So, uh, yeah, Adrian, it looks like we're, uh, you know, teammates for life here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coach
3: Coach Daly, the, the Holy Cross game. So we talked about how, you know, Holy Cross luckily had a little bit of a break in their league schedule. And we know that most teams, they're in league play right now. Uh, how do you go about or will you go about trying to schedule more opponents if you can? Um, is it just a matter of picking up the phone and, you know, dealing with re- past relationships and current relationships that you have in the business? I-, I-, I would imagine that this isn't an easy thing because these are certainly uncharted waters that we're sailing through right now.
4: Yeah, no, there are there are a lot of challenges, um, you know, and just from the Ivy League putting a mileage on us. Um, so we can only compete within a certain mileage, um, radius, um, you know, and then for example, you know, everyone thinks, well, Providence should be the easiest. Well, you know, their league put, um, a two non-conference, uh, game limitation on them and they've already exhausted that with early season games. So, you know, so they can't play. So you're exactly right. I mean, it's phone calls, it's, uh, begging, it's, it's pleading, it's asking, it's, you know, and then it's making it work, like I said, under those limitations. So, um, you know, and then the challenges of other teams in the middle of their league conferences and do they really want to play a midweek game or fit us in or find a way. So, so there, there certainly has been, um, you know, a lot of challenges with it, but that's, that's what our program loves. Um, We feed on that. And, and so, um, and and we don't know, we don't know failure or stop. So, um, so we'll, we're pretty confident we'll be able to put together a a five or six game schedule, um, you know, by the end of, of this month. And, and then we're also just being in phase four uh, in that position to should there be a postponement or a cancellation, you know, jump right in and and be that kind of mercenary squad that that shows up uh, on a on a day's notice or actually I think we need a 48 hour notice for for testing but um, you know we're we're that team that'll
3: that'll be there showing up whenever we can. Adrian we talked about this earlier even though there's no fans I would imagine you guys are just going to be so fired up to get out there and play on Saturday.
2: Yeah. I mean, how, how can we not? It's, it's been, it's been a full year and we're extremely excited to be able to step between those white
3: lines and get the job done. Nolan uh, last question for you before we wrap things up. Um, Tell us again, you know, again, I know your expectations. You said every time we step on the field, we're competing to be Ivy champions and NCAA champions, but you know, realistically, what do you need to do Saturday against Holy cross to take that first step?
1: Yeah. Um, well, this will be a great opportunity for a a lot of guys to get, um, you know, some experience in the field. And I think it's just staying true to, um, to the way we've been practicing, um, keeping in mind, um, our, our playing tenants playing tough, um, and, and just playing a complete four quarter game. Uh, you know, the energy will be there. Um, you know, the intensity will be there. Um, it's just up to us to you know, stay composed, uh, stay calm and poison the moment and, uh, and you know, play the sport uh, Brown State style.
3: Adrian, you've been a ground ball machine since you've come here to Brown. I would imagine part of trying to pick up a win on Saturday is you securing some of those ground balls for the team.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my job, get my uh, nose low into the ground and pick them up. So
3: all right well guys good luck adrian look i don't know if this is the last time we'll see you in a brown lacrosse uniform this spring if it is thank you for your four years of service to the program and good luck in whatever your future holds thank you very much all right coach daly uh, adrian enchil and nolan rockefeller our guests on the brown bears sports report You've been listening to the Brown Bear Sports Report on the Brown Bears Sports Network. For more information on Brown University athletics, visit brownbears.com.